0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots navigating owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Hi, friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome back.
1: It's been Uh, on our end. It's been a while.
0: Um, It's been a while. It's been over a month since we've recorded anything.
1: Took a month off pretty intentionally,
0: right? Yeah, at first we were like, let's take a break from recording because we've got a lot of stuff in the can and we're both kind of like, especially you, you were Mm -hmm. about to be kind of like nomadic and it was just like wasn't super, like a super stable time. Um, So we were just like, okay, yeah, let's like take a little bit of time to get to take a little bit of a break and then we'll get back to it in a few weeks. And, um yes listeners
1: we are coming to you from a different timeline than the previous yeah. episode <laughs>
0: yeah a lot has happened in we're that month. we're yeah I think um, yeah we're both different like different people <laughs> <laughs> um, the month of September was wound up being like uh incredibly transformative it's funny because we just um, in the, at the time we're recording this released episode two of this season yesterday which was uh the <laughs> retirement in <and> climate change <laughs> episode uh-huh. uh wherein we po- we pulled the strength card and we were both just like oh what do we have to be why do we have to be strong <laughs> how how little how little we knew uh-huh. um yeah we we both had like pretty wild um parallel journeys throughout the month of september i think yeah um we we were not together, but I mean, except for maybe a little bit. Uh, and, but we, damn, we both went through it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Kaylee, do you wanna do you wanna start a little bit of yeah uh, your, your yeah?
0: Journey? So um, on August 29th, uh, Hurricane Ida touched down on the Gulf Coast of Louisiana as a Category Four hurricane um and really did a number on the southern portion of this state and as it turned out a good uh selection of the rest of the country later on as well um but it um i i chose to stay i tend not to i do not evacuate for storms unless it's mandatory just as a general rule um And, and if you
1: listen to episode two season two let the river take me you would have known that yeah, yeah. you would have known that. you know
0: that You know that I, I I that's me that's just I I am true to who I am here um I hated it but I was like at least she's on brand like,
1: yeah I was like, you were, were yeah this, like.
0: you did you did a good job of of um hiding how frustrated you were <laughs> um Yeah, I don't, I don't evacuate. I I just, I like, I know, I think what I learned through this whole experience is that everyone has like really wildly different thresholds for discomfort in different areas. And I have a very low threshold for discomfort when it comes to like being away from home. Um, And so I just knew that like, no matter, pretty much no matter what happened, I would be better equipped to like do damage control on the ground than I would be. Um, from far away. And also, like, I've spent, at this point, like, uh, like, 11 or 12 years in, uh, the Gulf Coast. And I've, like, you know, the thing about hurricanes is that things can change, like, in a matter of hours. And so you just never know. And so some, you have to, like, weigh the odds of, like, Spending a t- like, evacuating is really expensive. It's really expensive. And if you're someone who's got, like, who's not just evacuating themselves, it's a lot of things to coordinate and a lot of logistics. I have four cats, which we've talked about before. That's, like, a whole mental strain. Um, I also got, like, a flat tire the day before, like, two days before the storm. It-, it was a lot. And I was just like, I'm just going to stay where I am. Um, So I-, I don't, I do not regret that choice. I just want to say. Um, but that said, uh, Ida, uh, pretty much ravaged the southern part of Louisiana, including New Orleans. New Orleans actually got a much better, uh, experience than much of the, like, river and bayou parishes here. But, um, we, our entire power grid went down. Um, a tower that was supposed to with be able to withstand very high winds, um, fell into the river uh at winds that were much lower than what its supposed threshold was the so tower, what, much everybody. like much like Hurricane Katrina um what happened to New Orleans was a, mostly a man-made disaster like the storm was bad it like you could even um, say the storm is man-made the storm yeah it's true because um, it the reason it didn't slow down when it hit land is because There's no more land on the Gulf Coast of Louisiana. It's it's been completely destroyed by um, by oil and the
1: water temperatures are
0: very warm. They're very they're unseasonably warm, and so it everything combined made for like the perfect conditions for a Category Four storm to stay a category four for a very long time. And I think by the time it got to us, it was a category three and I've like lived through a category three storms before. And this felt different. We were on the other side of it and we, it, it was scary. <laughs> it was like, it was a scary experience. I lost, um, this huge, beautiful pecan tree in my yard, um, fell and miraculously did not damage my house. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have power for 10 days um, and it was uh, in the the highs and we're in the 90s every day of that. Um, I didn't have internet for 24 like I only just got restored last week. Um, we were under a mandatory water um, wastewater advisory, which is. Um the water coming out of the taps was safe but you had to be careful about careful about what was going down the drains because if we overloaded the system because the water system also lost power and so they were having to pump things manually um you could risk like sewage coming back up into your home and that didn't get um resolved until after the after my pa- so over te- over 2 weeks basically of having to like conserve water not have power and have very like Trouble communicating with the outside world. Like my phone was basically a brick that could only send texts for about four or five days after the storm hit. So it it was a lot. (laughs) Um, I'd say like the worst part, the worst day was like immediately after. Um, That was the day where like no one really quite knew what was going on. No one had a timeline of when things were going to get fixed. I also like, I don't know, I was around people who had like Lived through Katrina and had trauma around that. And so they were having uh, experiences that were like hard not to um, absorb. And kind of, and so that day was like really hard, very emotional, very sad. Um, and then the day after that, I went over to a friend's house who had a gas stove to cook. And then um, kind of, I don't know, she was in a better mood. <laughs> and um, we kind of, and she, I don't know, we kind of just decided. That was when I decided that, like, as long as I still had clean water, I was going to stay like if I lost power and water out, but I was going to stay if if I could. And we just like basically kind of like put our energy into like outwards. Like, I think the best thing to do to manage that situation is to try to distract yourself as much as possible. So we like basically just went on a bunch of side quests for at least a week, where the first few days we, like, checked on our, on friends who evacuated houses, their houses, we emptied their fridges, we, like, took pictures of damage, we did wellness checks on people who were still here, who had friends who were concerned about them in the outside world, like, it was just, like, it was, you know, as much as you could do to, to, like, make, I don't know, it's when when a disaster happens, like, the world becomes bigger than your individual experience. Mm. And so it became about, like, giving, like, connecting with the community. And then as days went on, people who, like, evacuated who were told, like, it was very clear the day after the storm, they sent out, like, messaging that was like, do not come back here. Like, do not come back here until we say it's okay. So a few days later, people would start to make trips with supplies from the outside. And then it became about, like, coordinating people who had supplies with people who didn't. And what people needed and things like that. So, um, yeah, and then, uh, Like they still didn't pick up trash for like. Oh a yeah, month, I got um, three. Weeks. Yeah, the this was this is like a bigger issue with the city of New Orleans. It's been like brewing for over a year, and this was just like the domino effect. But um, yeah, my trash didn't get picked up until like two days ago. Like my whole block. Like there was just a, a trash mountain pile.
1: I came and, and, visited, and still and you could smell the city. Like once you got the on whole land. city.
0: It was Yeah, the wild. whole city smelled like Bourbon Street. It was kind uh, of lemony. Still, it was like a yeah. citrus punch to it or something. <laughs> it was all the pine salt <laughs> trying to cover it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, they're still like the bulk pickup. There it's still not entirely picked up. Like there's like bulk uh debris everywhere and uh and like furniture and appliances still out on the road, but yeah, it's I did a I did a um, a wedding this past weekend on the North Shore on the other side of the lake, and they had to come up with alternate parking because it was at a private home because all the parking spots in their neighborhood were taken up by uh by like debris, whoa, like from fa- from fallen trees, yeah, that hadn't been picked up. This is what
1: the water world the water world will look like, folks.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like whether you decide you want to ride out the apocalypse on the fire coast or the water coast. I'll take water. I don't know. It didn't flood, really. Yeah.
1: So while Kayleen was going through all of this, I just I I have storm anxiety. And that's one of the reasons why I don't live in New Orleans full time because I just, I get um, nervous. That's a good mm-hmm. way to put it. And I'm not even that nervous of a person, but I don't know what it is. It just really makes me freaking nervous. So I was getting like super emotional and I was like crying. I don't even know if I told you that this, Kayleen, but I was like crying like every day before because I was just so scared. And then it hit. And then I was like, fuck, where's my period? And I was like, okay. I think I'm pregnant, and I took a test, and I was, and I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I was seeing this guy for, like, God, two or three months, and we'd just been having sex for, like, a month, and I was like, what is going on, and I had just broken up with him two days before I found out, because I found out he was an alcoholic, Um, so that was- Very good- very good at keeping that a secret yeah I had no idea what one, one, one of the secret alcoholics a secret alcoholic so listeners With... I don't drink so I was just kind of shook he like called me from the airport and he was blacked out and I was like oh that's not something like a casual drinker does so then we met up to talk about stuff because I was just like I you're not in a condition you know to like raise a kid because i how how do i feel about kids i um want to be european i want to be wealthy and i don't want to be a single mom and those are pretty much just like the three stipulations and uh yeah so i met up with him and he's just like i black out at home alone and i was like oh boy okay (laughs) like (laughs) that's gonna be a no for me dog um so then i had to get an abortion I didn't have to, right? I chose to get an abortion, but whatever. And it was at the same time, literally, when Texas made their abortions illegal. And everybody was, like, talking about online about their abortions that they had when they were, like, 21. And I was like, cool, I'm, like, 30, you know? like. And it was also just, like, a really weird situation because I'm, I feel like I am financially at a place, like spiritually physically like pretty much like very able to take care of a kid like when I think about my parents when they had me I am probably like 10 times more advanced than they are right I was like yeah I could totally do this but just because you can do something doesn't mean you have to you know um right so I was like no or that you, or that you should and I was just like I, I it's gonna make my life shittier. Um, Oh yeah, and then the cherry on top. I was supposed to. I was supposed to be in New Orleans when the hurricane hit. Yeah, I had. We were a, supposed to, spe- we were supposed to, to spend. Sep- yeah, yeah, we were supposed to spend September together. Yeah, like September, maybe October. You know, like that was the plan. And then I had a job lined up in New Orleans, and so I was like, "Fuck! Like, where do I go? Okay, like I felt a little displaced also because that was just my plan. I was like, I'm gonna, you know, hang out in. Uh, Hang out in Denver in August because I like it's super hot and hurricane season. Well, I guess. Yeah, that was a correct instinct because it was the end of August when it happened. So I was like couch surfing. I was staying with my friend and going through all of like these insane hormones and stuff. Um, And it sucked. And then I had to figure I had to make a pretty quick decision honestly because I'd been talking about moving to St. Pete but I wasn't really sure um I was like I could just travel but then after kind of being forced into like couch surfing and I kept staying here too because of work I kept getting more work and I was like okay I'll stay here bang it out blah 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 and then that happened and then I'm just couch surfing and so I ended up I I guess the last week um, I got the procedure done and then pretty much hung out for a couple of days to make sure I was feeling okay. And then drove across the country, stopped in New Orleans, saw Kayleen, and then moved to St. Pete, Florida. So that is now where I'm based out of. But funny enough, that is not where I am right now because I had to go back to Denver for work. So <laughs> can we keep up? I don't know. <laughs> But, um, I'll be, yeah, in St. Pete beach or not St. Pete beach, just St. Pete. Um, and it's nice there. It's quite different than what I'm used to. Uh, I've been in Colorado for four years and then like back and forth in new Orleans. And it's just, Florida is just like way different than both of those places. Um, and some of the things I don't like and some of the things I do like, and some of the things I'm going to have to wait and see, how it hashes out so
0: the people are wackier
1: yeah so i feel like i've made a lot of very big decisions uh this past month since we haven't talked and a lot of big decisions and a lot of big things that yeah it just completely altered the course of my my existence and the topic for today's show we're gonna do tarot time first but It's that's it's chain bad things accelerate change essentially yeah and Um, it's okay
0: before like in the day or so leading up to the storm um, one of the things that kind of just stuck in my brain and hasn't left is that they started referring to it as a life altering storm Mm. and that's just a kind of thing that like you don't really think about until later when you're like oh, yeah, this has altered the course of many people's lives in big ways and small ways. Yeah. Like, this is just a city of, like, deeply traumatized, like, a state of deeply traumatized people. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, just because a lot of people lost, even if their
1: houses looked okay, you hear so many stories of people's, like, roofs collapsing from a little bit of water damage, and you're like, yeah, okay, (laughs) like
0: or or it looks okay on the outside and then you realize that there's like a leak and now you have black mold in your home
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know like i i'm very lucky right now um Mm -hmm. for the state of my house and even then this was still like a really like there's a lot to unpack over you know the whole the storm and the post-storm experience it's going to be, you know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, we were, li- I think, in our most recent episodes, we were just so concerned about Corona and Delta. And I feel like both of us are just like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, like,
1: literally at this point, like, well, Kayleen's about to get her booster. And I when yeah. I, I think when I'm going to be in New Orleans, I'm going to get my booster. just because I think I got vaccinated in New Orleans and it seems like they're infrastructure is a lot better than the places i've been living uh in terms of like vaccine rollout
0: public health yeah Yeah. Uh, we 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 struggle in a lot of places but uh we are very serious about making about uh protecting the people (laughs) Mm -hmm. so all right i think it's tarot time tarot time tarot time um i'm breaking in a new deck here uh it's a deck i've had for a while but I've kind of like neglected since i got it um and i figured it was time to switch it up since we've been using the wild unknown for a while um so this is the muse tarot um this is part of the sacred creators line by um her her handle her name is chris ann Um, her handle is Pixie Curio on Instagram, and she's a really wonderful visual artist, very talented in a a bunch of different ways. This This, uh, this tarot is very, like, collage kind of themed in its design, but she's also a really great illustrator and has illustrated other decks, um, and yeah, I really like this one. This one's very, like, very much about, like, feminine power, um, here uh so let's see what do we he- have here in the collective at the time of this episode's release i'm not even going to try and predict when it's going to come out because we're just bad at that um so what do we what does it'll what do be october sometime
1: life?
0: maybe yeah <laughs> maybe no, november we have seven weeks okay all right yeah all it's right. not october yet It's will be tomorrow mm-hmm.
1: but then it's four and okay be, yeah. all right yeah spooky season
0: yeah all right sport
1: scorpio season i feel it it's like it's fall weather already in denver and i was like winds in the east
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> like it's oh, yeah it's it's weird all right all right Ooh, we have um awakening that's special that's um judgment this, usually right this Yeah, this is the card number 20, yeah, which I think is typically judgment. Um, So, yeah, which is always a card that I have, like, trouble with sometimes interpreting. But it really is about, I mean, about kind of, like, honestly, the topic of this episode, which is about, like, reinvention. um, And uh, letting the old, like, dead parts of you shed away. Um, and to, and letting what's new kind of call out the traditional, um, the traditional, uh, illustration of this is like very, it harkens back to like revelations and the like trumpet, the angels, uh, awakening the spirits of the dead with the trumpet mm. and calling them to heaven. So, um, yeah, it's kind of about like force, <laughs> force, forced evolution. Um, Yeah so this fall makes sense uh it's time to kind of like the changing of the seasons means that it's time to let go of the dead shit and move forward
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah that's interesting okay yeah i like that
0: yeah what yeah what uh what new like life or voice is awakening within you like what's this next chapter going to hold
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah
0: there we go. There she bows. There Eight. she blows. Eight. All right. Okay, so here we go.
1: We've titled this episode, The Art of Reinvention. Yes, indeed. We kind of got here talking about, like, adaptability. mm um, uh-huh. Now, I feel like adaptability is our new currency.
0: (laughs) How quickly can you adjust to the changing conditions of our times? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the last few years, I wouldn't say have been more chaotic. I think they have pulled back the curtain on Mm -hmm. how chaotic our existence really is.
1: Mm. It's a nice Um, way to put it.
0: Yeah, it's really like really, you know, um, laid bare uh, the the uh, the harshness of of how we live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken away a lot of it's you know what's going on behind the curtain. It's taken away a lot of the um, the wool from people's eyes.
1: And I also feel like there, you know, there isn't a awakening going on. Yeah. Uh, Whether we like it or not, even my friends that are like, man, like so straight laced. They're just like, yeah, I mean, things are changing. Things are different. And even that to me, hearing them say that, I feel like is a victory because they're always like, you know, what are you talking about? You know, but even when they're like, no, yeah, it is different. Like it's definitely different and it's definitely going to continue to change. um, I think at this point even pandemic aside but just like all of the all the fallout from that too. Yeah. Um the shifting of the the world and how we function. Um I think it gives us, you know, so like our tragic backstories of September. Yeah. <laughs> um it get, it opens this portal of reinvention of who do we want to be because you're either going to choose it or your trauma is going to choose it for you. (laughs) Yep. Um, It's going to come out one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like with these huge life events that happen, um, they suck and they're scary, but they also are such a great catalyst of change. And I Mm -hmm. feel like if there's anything that we need right now, It just, we need a change even more because the systems are not working. And I feel like that's going to happen individually. And maybe it'll just be individual and it won't be collective, you know. But like at the end of the day, you can only be responsible for yourself, how you react to things, how you adapt to
0: things, how you um, shake it off. Or don't shake it off. <laughs> yeah, I hope um, it. I hope it's somewhat collective. I feel like my experience is really like reinforced for me the like importance of community, um, especially when everyone is like, um, in like motivated to move towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, sadly, that only happens when really bad mm-hmm. destructive shit happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I wish we could tap into that when the situations weren't as dire or high stakes, but yeah, I hope, I hope there is some collective energy um, that, and connection that happens there, because I think it's, it can be really powerful when it does fall into place that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, or even if you just like are called to seek out a small group of people that are aligned with your, um with what you feel like you're called to do.
1: So. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of energy right now, yeah. and I feel like it's causing people <laughs> to reinvent themselves, right? But either um, in a place of like agency and like power, or spiral, and it's this. Oh yeah, it's the same energy, that, and that's the oh, thing yeah. that's wild because some people are literally just like, I don't want to say living the best lives that they have, but they're they've adapted well or not well, but they've adapted and they're doing it while other people like, it's just, there's a lot of energy essentially. Um, there's a lot of energy listeners and you have the power to cultivate it that, you know, um, just because there's, a, it's not good or bad. It just is. And it's powerful. Whatever is going on right now is very powerful. And I feel like, um, having an idea of what you want to step into especially when the future seems really uncertain especially when Mm -hmm. you know december seems really uncertain um because we've kind of taken a step back from
0: five-year goals 10-year goals and we're just like how about next week you know yep (laughs) i don't know i like I, i talked about in my retirement thing i don't really I don't really financially plan for anything further than six months out. And I feel like that window's getting smaller. Yeah. You know, because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: interesting, like, because I think we, we've talked a little bit offline about, like, it's very clear that, like, supply chains are breaking down, mm-hmm. um, which is going to impact the country. It's going to impact the globe. Um, and I think a lot of people are kind of, like... Turning a blind eye to it because it's a really scary, big thing to try and comprehend and play out to its conclusion. But we got a we got a a, a taste of what it's going to be like here. Like, there's a lot of grocery stores that still aren't back up to to their full stock mm-hmm. um, from the storm. Um, yeah,
1: because it's also like, what are you going to do? Am I going to prep? Yeah. Am I going to stock up on food? Right. That doesn't to me. That doesn't feel intuitive you know what i mean that seems
0: no actually what i learned uh i don't know i i feel like i i kind of have to have like my own like post-mortem on this storm experience because what i thought i would need and use um in a long-term disaster like something where i would not have my power for more than like two or three days was not the case Mm -hmm. um so my hurricane kit is going to look really different going forward because this is going to keep happening like this is not this is not a once in a lifetime event anymore 100 year flood yes 100 (laughs) yes we get a different 100 year event every year it seems sometimes sometimes a few times a year it seems like lately so who could have um, predicted this would happen well i also
1: (laughs) feel like the language has changed I feel yeah. like even last year, Kayleen, in New Orleans, they were just like, this is a one in a hundred year flood. And then this year, they're like, yeah. no, nah, it's climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, nope. yeah. no, I'm not even getting, nope, it's climate change. Yep. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole, like, supply chain thing, because I know Britain is having a shortage right now.
0: And yeah, the food, the the food thing. Um, I don't know. It, I guess it depends on where you are, you're at. But food was like the least of my priorities. I think as long as, like, I don't know, maybe get a box of MREs, keep it in your closet, and that's kind of just all you're gonna like. That's fine. Well,
1: you know what? The funny thing is, ice. Is ice she, was
0: the thing. She
1: was drinking a lot of like meals, like yeah,
0: like ensure, like the like like uh, shelf soylent. stable.
1: Yeah, like like and shit. How that, funny is that? Because I just yeah. heard about that movie.
0: Yeah, Soil and Green is People. Yeah. That's why it freaked that's why it freaked me out so much when I would see people with the soylent bottles. I was like, a, a, we just named a thing after that movie? I think so. I never saw the, the movie, did, but Beth yeah. Bethany told me soylent, about it yesterday. Soil green is people. Yeah. I thought that was like a common just like a common phrase and every I've never seen the movie, but I know I know it. Yeah, but then you're just like food wasn't a priority. I just drank Soylent. Like, yeah,
1: they were. I just right. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I just drank. Yeah, I just. I mean, it's hot. You don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, you're it's hot and you're moving around and it's gross and like you're, no, like you're gonna be sweaty and like you don't want to feel full. Yeah. So I would just like yeah I would eat Pop Tarts and drink like uh like Ensure like this shelf stable like calories that you give to old people like to have don't no, who have no appetite um yeah we'll so see. yeah we'll see
1: about that because right now in the states they're like oh no you might not be able to get christmas presents and i'm like what does that really mean like yeah <laughs> i feel like you're you're leaving something out that you don't want to say out loud <laughs>
0: right <laughs> like... yeah All right, well. but why <laughs> yeah
1: right but why?
0: The, the same this <laughs> the same the same trucks that carry christmas presents carry our groceries <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah adaptability uh imagine some worst case scenarios and and think them through yeah yeah um, you're not going to be 100% right in how you react but you will uh you'll you'll probably get farther than someone who doesn't think about it that, at all i also
1: kind of want to loop this around uh to business yeah. too because yeah, yeah. You, okay, so I've had my business for five years now and I've made probably like two changes. Um, And I think it's also important to look at your business, for example, and be like, is this relevant? Is this, do I like this? Does it make sense? Do do people need this right now? Because I think people's changes have needed, have, have
0: people's needs have changed a lot yes <laughs> their changes were needed <laughs> oh good god listeners and we're needy <laughs> but two yes.
1: brain cells left
0: yeah. um, Woo, yeah. no Nothing.
1: but then also like kind of being sensitive to where people are at and what they need and how you can bring value to them because The thing that's fucked, the thing that's really fucked to think about is even if we are going to be, you know, our society is going to change and the supply chains break down, you best believe we still have to work, you know, (laughs) we can't not work. Um, And that's the thing that's that, you know, the memes are like the apocalypse is happening and I still have to work. Um, So I think we're having to make these changes a lot more rapidly. Yeah, rents um, still do. Mm-hmm. Make these changes a lot more rapidly to, to figure out, like, what do people need? How can you make their lives better in these uncertain times? Uh, because that's all, like, that's, to me, that's has been one of the best skills that I've learned. And I feel, as being an entrepreneur, and I feel like it has, I think I've always been a pretty adaptable person, but mm-hmm. I've been able to take that for business and it's such a good skill to have and you you know you can't just keep doing the same thing that's not working because you're gonna burn out and then you're gonna like and that's the thing about burnout too when you're burnt out you don't want to work and you don't right. it's hard to exist and that's just yeah. something that's so important to protect ourselves with and I feel like we've finally gotten to a place where we kind of are zooming out and we're like, oh, I I literally cannot work my life away. Um, But, yeah, I think making changes in your life, whether or not you want them or not, you're going to come out the other side a different person. You're going to come out the other side better prepared, more well-rounded because you've been through it and you are just... You have a deeper understanding of who you are. You have a deeper understanding of what your strengths are. You have a deeper understanding of how you want your life to look. And that's the, one of the only things that you can control is your day to day. What you wanna, you know, how you wanna walk through life, you know? So, reinvention. I mean, also thinking about like Madonna. How, like she that's one of the reasons she was so prolific was because she Lady, was, I would
0: say like Lady Gaga too like Madonna's mm-hmm. the model like of a lot of pop stars um these days but like yeah I'd say Madonna and Lady Gaga are the ones that I like yeah think of when I think of new chapters and new versions and constant reinvention because it's a it's a two-second attention span
1: uh right. the, the new cycle is getting shorter and shorter um and you just have to I I, I think it's fun
0: Stay relevant, figure, and also it's so much of it is just like throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. Of in terms of like what makes you relevant and what makes you a topic of conversation for good or ill, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And and it's interesting because I feel like Madonna is just like absurdly out of touch now, (laughs) Um, but I don't know what happened there. But uh, money money and drugs probably and i think also it's just like
1: that whole like pop star sacrifice
0: yeah like, she probably also just got to a point where she didn't really need to stay up with the times like sure she, she's exhausted shit got yeah <laughs> shit uh, shit got st- uh like money got stable enough where it's like okay i can check out yeah i can be a fuddy-duddy now
1: um so i want to talk about a technique that i have used to kind of man How do I say this? Like plan my future without planning my future. So I did a future self meditation. And in this meditation, you just... I don't... I don't know. You're hypnotized. I don't... I can't really describe what is happening. But listeners, I have made one. And Mm -hmm. it's not released yet, but I will plug it. Maybe I'll release it like with this episode. But um, basically, you are walking... And you're meeting your future self and you surrender all thoughts, right? Because you're completely hypnotized and you just meet this person and then you see what they're doing. And that's that. So when I met my future self, it was eight years in the future. She was fluent in French, she was a writer, and she was like dressed really fancy. And she looked like Princess Diana. And so a couple months later, People were just telling me that I look so much like Princess Diana, like somebody gave me like a crown and I was like, what? And then, um, I'm starting to petition to get French citizenship because my dad is a French citizen, stuff like that, where I'm just like, I don't know the end goal, but I met this person and I loved it. I loved her. Mm -hmm. And what are the steps that I need to do to get there? You know, um, what was I wearing what kind of energy was I stepping into I was a writer I wrote a lot I should start writing what I don't know it's just kind of like you get these chunks and then it's up to you to fill that in and I think that's really fun because now I have a very esoteric eight-year goal where it's like I don't know what it's gonna look like but I like it and I seemed happy when I met her so I'm going to try to get to that place no matter what the world actually looks like. That was that, you know, and then it doesn't also things happen fast. Mm
0: -hmm. Things
1: happen fast. I think we had this idea that we had to like it took it took years to change yourself years of like habits and like become but you can literally decide in a moment that you want to be somebody different and you can be Mm -hmm. somebody different.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it is like I don't know, it, and so a, a lot of it is just like location based too. I feel like changing, changing your locale can really be a good trigger because like then you you're not encumbered by uh, your surroundings and like other people's yourself.
1: ideas of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you're That's just really fresh. Important.
1: You're like a blank slate. You can be yeah whoever you want, and then you can have the courage.
0: It's like if you that. ever, like, went to a new school, uh-huh. you ever switched schools as a kid, and you're like, oh, nobody knows me here, I can be whoever I want. Yeah, my dad's
1: in the military.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure that if you had to do that a lot, it sucked, but um, I don't know, it was interesting. I grew. I went for, to school with the same group of people from, like, kindergarten to freshman year of high school, and when I changed schools, it was like... I can, I can be whoever I want. Mm-hmm. I remember that feeling. Um. Yeah. It's, um,
1: it's a powerful tool. And I think it is going to remain super important, um, especially as more things become uncertain. Uh, yeah. Like you still have agency in who you are and the person that you want to be. Um, and what you want to give attention to. You yeah. have the power. You have the power. That's um, true. I think it's time for a bro book review. Sounds like it.
0: Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. So
1: this one is not a bro book.
0: No. <laughs> We're getting further and further away from the bro book review because I think the last one was uh, Jen Sincero. We're just getting... Uh-huh further and further away from the bro we're just reading books (laughs) (laughs) we're just reading books and Anna's telling you about them yeah Anna's reading books I'm not reading (laughs) shit
1: I'm nothing I'm telling Kayleen about it (laughs) yeah um so this one is called existential kink and it is wild um so pretty much I'm gonna preface this so My friend sent me this video of Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's like in the (laughs) 80s in his bodybuilding era and he's just talking about like, oh, I get so pumped. I feel so good. I I work out and I feel like I'm coming. I come in the library. I come at the grocery store. Who wouldn't just want to be coming all the time? It feels amazing. And I was just like, what is going on? (laughs) Like this is wild, dude. Um, So... I watched that video and then I sent that video to two people and then we ended up on a sailboat with a man who was wearing an Arnold Schwarzenegger t-shirt. Yep. And I was like, oh, snap. Okay. So He the- was not one
0: of the people who had been sent the video, no. by the way. No, I did not crazy. know this man. <laughs> no.
1: I had met him once. Um, so basically that's what this – book is about it's just turning everything into an orgasmic pleasure that you feel so good about like these bad situations that you're just like oh fuck yeah that turns me on and then it's like dirty talk it's like dirty talking a bad situation it's just like oh I fucking love it when I'm such a dirty little like scarcity slut (laughs) and and the idea is is that you break down because uh, the idea is that you're you're giving yourself what you want, no matter what, whether it's your shadow self or your light self, and and a lot of people aren't comfortable enough to indulge their shadow self or even it, like realize that it exists. So they keep on feeding their shadow self because they won't, they don't, they don't believe it's actually there. You know, they're like, oh, love and light, love and light, but it's just like, no, my like, life is great. But if you like get kinky. With your shadow self You release yep. it You It starts having this power over you Because you're just like yeah you're fucking there Aren't you ashamed Like, And it's this idea of like getting rid of like Shame and embarrassment And what people think you should do Like it really doesn't yeah, matter I mean, You can do whatever you want If you want to live at your parents house Who the fuck cares Who cares Do whatever you want
0: Like, um, Yeah it's like I mean kink and like The literal sense, if it's done right and can be, like, very therapeutic for people, like, it's a great way to, like, work out your issues in, like, a safe space with someone you trust.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So why can't you do it to yourself? Yeah.
1: So I was really into that one. Um, I would not recommend it for everybody. Um, Yeah. Because it's just, like... Some of it kind of is, like, reminiscent of, like, EMDR, where you're kind of, like, reliving these, like, bad or traumatic experiences, and you then dirty talk yourself over it. Um, so, like, I don't know if everybody... I, I should I read it? I think you did. I think you should. I told... I can bring it to you when I see you. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Like, I thought it was really interesting and, like fun in a weird way um like I definitely like blushed a few times while reading it um yeah you were very
0: giggly yeah while you were reading that book yeah
1: um so I I recommend that uh if you think that if that if that is like yes you know I feel like it's one of those things where it's like immediate yes or immediate no um
0: so yeah that's existential kink awesome all right let's wrap it up uh you can find me at swamp witch with four eyes on instagram um or candles unincorporated for my candles uh there's about to be a big holiday drop i've got so much wax headed to my door right now that supply chain has a broken i was about to say that (laughs) one of one of my one of the retailers is out but another one still has it uh so get it while you can will be good for the holidays hopefully we did find a a, and our jars are in are here too we ordered like an obscene amount of jars once we found a place that had them stayed up on the news for business for the business um yeah luckily my business partner has a storage shed uh where we can just order a lot of shit yeah um but yeah, we're uh we've got some r- new scents in R&D right now that are really exciting. Um so keep an eye out for that. I think we're going to try and do shipping for the holidays and I guess we'll really see how uh how the supply chain holds. No oh, guarantee, no exciting. shipping, gar- no yeah. no shipping guarantees, no date guarantees. Literally. Um, yeah. Uh, and you can find the podcast at uh Entrepreneurs podcast on Instagram or entrepreneurscom
1: uh, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the dot fake guru, and my website is fakeguru.me. I am planning on, yeah, officially doing my website launch, and I have some freebies and it some looks great. Offerings, um, just to, yeah, kind of step 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 not step outside a video um but just offer some other stuff that i'm super interested in and that has helped me a lot that i think could help you if you are interested in that kind of thing um i've been able to transform my life and i am just like super excited to share what i've learned because this shit is fake um okay yeah on <laughs> that uh, thank you so nothing much is real li- yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> thank you so much for listening and we hope you have a very gay day In-